0: Let's bow in prayer, shall we? Our Heavenly Father, we come to a very special moment in our service now. We've sung your praises and we feel your presence. We know that we honor the God of the universe when we proclaim the glory of his Son. We know that we cooperate with the God of the universe when we yield our lives to his Spirit's control. There could be no better place, no better time, no better situation than what we're in right now. And so, Father, let us not waste it. Let us not get deterred in our thinking now. As we open the Word of God, would you by your Spirit just reveal to us the the things that you'd have us know, even as we listen once again to words that your Son, when he walked on this earth, actually said. We'll praise you for it and thank you for it. And rejoice all week because of it. Praying now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're all going to gather and stay together this morning. Nobody going to Sunday school because we want all of us together to share in the communion that we're about to have. But let me just prepare us for that by looking at uh, the shortest red letter scripture of all of them as we focus upon some words that Jesus said that will prepare us for a time of communion with him. And here it is, today's Red Letter Scripture, John 19, 30, these three words, it is finished. Let's all say that together. It is finished. Those three words Jesus spoke from the cross, they were probably the next to the last words that he spoke on the cross. It is finished. One of those loud statements that a man who is dying from suffocation should never be able to say, never be able to express. Caught the attention of the centurion was there as Jesus cried out several times in a loud voice, and this had to be one of them. It is finished. Now to those who stood at the cross that day, as well as to all of us who have read those words in the centuries since, came and has come today's obvious question. What was finished? What was finished that Jesus, just before he died, could declare to be done? What was finished? Possibly the suffering? I mean, three hours three hours that probably seemed like three years of of agony and suffering, even the wrath of God, the spiritual death that he was experiencing on the cross, was that ending? Was it the temporary setting aside of his heavenly glory while he took upon himself human flesh? Was that ending? Satan's momentary rejoicing... At the sight of the Son of God being rejected and judged by his heavenly Father, Satan had to have great joy during those three hours Christ was on the cross. It's happening. It's happening. Sin is defeating him. God is judging him. One less divine being for me to worry about. And he will be dying soon. Oh, what joy that must have brought... Satan, but was Jesus saying that momentary joy? That momentary joy is is just about finished. What really was finished? That would be the obvious question the disciples had way, way back then and that we have today as we read it. Well, here's today's awesome answer that, that I'm sharing with you. What was finished at that point in Jesus' ministry? I would say Everything Jesus came to earth to do was finished. 33 years of life in this fallen world. Three and a half years of ministry specifically to people. Miracle working. All kinds of teaching. Now it's finished. Everything Jesus came to earth to do Now, we could go on all day long. I could ask each one of you to list one thing that you believe Jesus came to earth to do. And we could probably go through this whole room and maybe not have any of you duplicate anybody else. Think of something Jesus came to earth to do specifically. And then say to yourself, And when he died, by the time he died, moments before he died, he was able to say, I accomplished it, it's done, it's finished. Well, this morning I want to share with you just a brief time we have two, I guess we could call them categories of things that were finished by the time Jesus took his last breath. Now, these are things that I have personalized. So when we see the pronoun my... I'm speaking for me. I want you to personalize them. When I say the word my, I want you to think you. When I say I, I'm thinking of me. When I say the word I, I want you to think of you. These are very personal things that Jesus finished for us. And so here's the first category of those things. Jesus finished everything regarding my your earthly needs. He finished everything. Having to do with my earthly needs. Well, what are my earthly needs as I live in this world? What are my most important needs that that He took care of for me? Well, I'll list a couple. Here's one my need to be forgiven. Can you just picture yourself? I can picture myself walking back in time, right to the foot of the cross, looking up at Jesus and saying, Lord Jesus, I need to be forgiven. And he says, finished. Taken care of. It's finished, Mark. I'm dying right here in your place. I am paying the price of your sin And later on, his beloved disciple John would write in 1 John 1, 9, if we will confess our sins. Notice John doesn't say, if we'll just quit sinning. If that's what it took, it'd never be finished, would it? How many of you have quit sinning? Oh, there must be somebody here. Somebody here. How many of you have made a resolution to quit certain sins from time to time? But see, if if we had to say, I've quit sinning, there's no longer any shred of sin in my life. If Jesus said, that's what it takes for you to be forgiven of the ones you've already committed, it would never be finished. It would never be accomplished. But he paid the price of our sins for us if we confess that we are sinners to a holy God John says he, that holy God, will forgive us of our sins. Forgiveness is what God does God the Father can forgive us because God the Son paid the price for our sins and God the Holy Spirit convicts us that we are in fact sinners and we need to own up to that we need to confess it before a holy God. So the words that have come out of my mouth in the past, they need to come out of all of our mouths to say, I am a sinner by nature and by practice. My sin separates me from God. My sin disqualifies me for heaven. I need to be forgiven. And then I confess to you, based upon what Jesus has said, finished for me, I have been. I have been forgiven of my sins. I have confessed that I am a sinner and I have received forgiveness from the Heavenly Father. Jesus took care of my need to be forgiven. Has he taken care of yours? Amen? Have he? Are you forgiven of your sins? Do you know that? Has Jesus checked that off the list of things you needed to have done? See, when he said from the cross, it is finished. Oh, he was looking down through all the centuries by the grace of God given to him, maybe even to see us in our own individual spots right here, trusting in him. My need to be forgiven, it's finished. Secondly, my need to be granted a fresh start. Have you ever noticed? Has it ever worked out this way in your life? That just because you got forgiven, you really didn't become a miracle Christian. You might have even continued doing the very same sins that you had been forgiven for. There might have been some things that had such a hold on you that you confessed it. God, I know it's wrong. I know it's an offense to you. I know it's a violation of the word of God. But it's got such a hold on me that even though by your grace you've forgiven me for the sins I have committed, you have forgiven me for the ones I will commit in the future, it still has got a grip on me. You might be one of those Christians that say a week after you got saved, nobody comes up to you and says, wow, have you changed? No. You got saved. You've accepted God's grace. But maybe right off the bat, you didn't feel like you got such a fresh start. We need a fresh start. If any man be in Christ, that's what we have here. Paul said in 2 Corinthians five seventeen, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. I need a fresh start in my life. And Jesus says, it's finished, taken care of, checked off. You can pass from death to life. And in the process of passing from death to life, you receive the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that death will begin to be less and less of influence in your life. And this new life will become more and more of an influence and you will feel like your life began all over again when the Holy Spirit came to you. See, this whole process that Jesus accomplished on the cross, when he said it was finished, it wasn't just getting us forgiven of our sins, it's getting us into that new life that corresponds to his own life. A fresh start. You see, for all of us, we could say, I've been shaped by my past. The things I've said and felt and done. The experiences I've gone through. Even the DNA that makes me up. I have been trapped in many ways. Preconditioned by my sinful condition. And I do need a fresh start. And Jesus says, I can handle that. In fact, it's already finished, all that needs to be done. I've paid for your sins and I've provided the way the Holy Spirit can be given to you and he can change you. Just yield yourself to him, walk with him, keep in step with him. You see, we've received, I have received a fresh start for a new life has been given to me. Third thing we have here, my need to be given purpose for living. So what is my life about? What is my purpose? What am I? Jesus says, well, that's finished too. You don't have to search around for a purpose anymore. You see in Romans 8.28, it says, now we've been called according to his purpose. God has a purpose for us. God has a plan for us. God has sent his Holy Spirit to walk us right into that plan and into the fulfilling of that purpose. You see, seeking for purpose, imagining a meaningful future, trying to convince myself that this earthly life somehow makes sense, hearing the people around me encourage me to make something out of my life, and feeling then the uncertainty, and sensing the futility of such a self-effort, and making some choices in the past that really I've, I've just had blow up in my face i you all human beings need to recognize that we need to be given a purpose you don't go searching for a purpose you just wind up with some human you know expression of what might make your life meaningful in the opinion of somebody we need to be given a purpose given a purpose by one who knows me better than I know myself. I have a need, a need to be given purpose for living. And Jesus Christ says, Mark, it's finished. It's been done. The purpose has been granted to you. And I give you my Holy Spirit that he might walk you right into the fulfilling of that purpose. I've been called into fellowship with the Heavenly Father, through the work of Jesus Christ on Calvary and the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit, Jesus has finished my wondering and my wandering. In fact, Jesus has finished, as we said, everything regarding my earthly needs. Now, here's a second category just quick that I'd share uh, today. Things that Jesus came to earth to do. Things that I believe would be included in that triumphant cry from the cross. Jesus finished everything regarding my eternal destiny. Now, you're still putting you in when I say my? You're still making it you? Because that's what we're doing here. He has finished everything regarding my, our eternal destiny. Number one, he paved the way to get to heaven. He paved the way. It is finished, the way. Linda and I were uh, joking just the other week, in fact just a couple days ago, how people who build roads, especially in California, it seems like they never finish. They never finish. 55 down there going toward Newport when we first came out here that was a big project going to widen that I think it was 15 years still working on it we watched this just right outside the gate of the community we live in where guys were there digging up the road to put in something they paved it over so that people could get in and out and the next day they tore up the paving the asphalt they had just put down it's like well somebody has them lined up for quite a while human beings are forever trying to pave a road that'll take them to glory pave a way that it will get them into God's presence jesus christ said i am the way i am the way the truth and the life so faith in jesus Confession that he's the son of God and savior of the world. Commitment to deny self and follow him is to find the way to eternal life. My feet have been placed on the path that he paved for me. Oh, so many people in this world can tell you that they're working on a way to get to heaven. They're working on a way to please God. They're working on a way to build a life that is pleasing to them and hopefully attractive to others or impressive to others and that God will someday say, well done, you really threw yourself into that. Jesus said there's only one way. He is the way. And he has accomplished that for me. He's paved the way. The task is finished. I just need to walk on the path and stay on the path That he's prepared. Secondly, he opened the door to heaven. It's finished. I need to get into heaven, not just to get to the front door. I am the door, Jesus said. Whoever enters by me shall be saved. John 10, 9. Entrance into heaven comes through faith in Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God. He's the Savior of the world. Through him we come to the Father and the door to heaven will open to me when my time comes. Are you confident of that? For yourself? The door to heaven, which is Jesus Christ, who is in heaven, when you give yourself to him, when you belong to him, when his Holy Spirit is the one who is transforming you into his very likeness in this world, when you get to that door, you don't even have to knock. It opens. It opens. Jesus is the door. Whoever enters by me shall be saved. And then, my Bible tells me, another need. Once I get to heaven, I don't want to live on the street. I don't want to be homeless. I don't want to bring my own little tent with me. Jesus said, and when you get there, I'll prepare you a place that's just yours. Has your name on it. I'm going there, John 14 too, Jesus said, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. Heaven is my final address. There is a place that is mine and mine alone. Jesus has drawn the plans and he's awaiting my arrival. Are you still personalizing this? Do you know that's true for you? Do you know that, that you are the one They can say, it's been finished in my life and for me, these things. Last thing, Jesus is coming again to rapture or resurrect me. Until I die, I'm hoping in the rapture side of that. That there's coming a day when Jesus Christ will physically return from heaven. And Paul says, and all those who believe in him who are still alive on the earth... They will be caught up. They won't go through that doorway called death. They will be caught up and wonderfully changed on the way into the glorious beings that they will inhabit eternity forever. The rapture. But if we do die, if we do wait for his return, we will be resurrected resurrected, just like Jesus was resurrected in a glorious body that is body, soul, and spirit to the glory of God for all eternity. Jesus says, that's finished. Because I live, you too shall live. He's done it. He's conquered death. He's shown us what's on the other side of death in a a physical human sense. And he says, it's finished. It's already set in motion for you. So see, even my final transport to heaven, my glorious physical transformation is all in his hands. It's as good as done. It's finished. In fact, Jesus has finished everything regarding my earthly Needs and my heavenly, my eternal destiny. So now, how do we put these words into practice? Just three of them. Jesus says, it's finished. He said, those who put these words of mine into practice will be like a man who built his house on a rock. He will have a solid, rock-like, unshakable, immovable commitment in life. It'll show. How do we put these words into practice? Well, let me just suggest, like our final thought, live every day with an it-is-finished conviction. Don't be one of those people in this world who, who are just wandering around, trying to figure it out, hoping, imagining, trying to come up with something that would give their life a little spark, give their life a little meaning, that would let them rise above the crowd. Whatever it might be, make them feel good about themselves. All of those efforts are worthless. Because everything to do with everything in this world for you and me has already been finished. We don't have to make any of it up. We don't have to distress ourselves when it seems like something's going amok. Because our Heavenly Father, as we sang a bit ago, has his hand on our shoulder. He has his spirit guiding our life. And the whole thing is going to come to a wonderful conclusion. Live with a conviction that says it's already finished. Finished. And I'm heading toward the goal of it. I'm heading on this way. I'm trusting my Heavenly Father, my risen Savior, my companion spirit. I am trusting completely. I'm confident that they are covering it all and have covered it all for me. It is finished. It'd be great next time you really run into some jam up at work Sometimes you really get discouraged about something. Maybe some plan you had to make doesn't seem to be working out so well. Just say to yourself, right out loud even, it's finished. Your boss might say, yeah, I thought you were still working on that. Yeah, but the real thing, it, my life is finished. My plans are finished. My future is finished. My God is taking care of it all and I'll give my best efforts to what I've got to do because that's part of his plan for me. But I'm living in the confidence that he has accomplished all. My Savior has accomplished all that needs to be done and he accomplished it while he was in this world and he's overseeing the the carrying out of it right now. And I... (laughs) I can just declare to you all this stuff's already been finished in my life and I rejoice in it. Amen? Let's bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, oh, what a marvelous thing for Jesus to announce this great conclusion. His own conviction and because he was the Son of God, his conviction was absolutely dead on. He has finished everything he came to earth to do. He came to earth to provide a way that fallen human beings could be forgiven of their sins and be given eternal life. And it's finished. He did that. He provided the way. He paid the price. All we need to do is receive what he has done. Put our faith in what he has finished and not try to finish something ourselves. Oh, Father, how marvelous is that? He died for us. He gave himself for us. He brought purpose, ultimate purpose, and placed it right in front of us that that we might just leap into it and rejoice in it by your Holy Spirit. So, Heavenly Father, now as we prepare for what remains in this morning's service, just allow our connection with Jesus Christ to just deepen and deepen and deepen as we come into communion with Him. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope this message has inspired you to live the sun life together with us. If you are near Apple Valley, California this weekend, we invite you to join us in person Sunday morning or through our live broadcast. All the details are on our website at sunlifecommunitychurch.com.